When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What up, Bucks fans? We are back with another Real Bucks Talk live stream. I am the host tonight, Michael Plus, and join as always my good friend Mark Ramirez. Mark, it's Super Bowl week, baby. Uh, this is it. Feels weird, like like <laughs> we never played in February. Uh, this is this is just different. So, um, first of all, how are you doing? And it's just uh, it's really a great Monday. I'm gonna say this. I'm already like a nervous wreck. Drive. I'm already for it's some what reason the champions, the comeback kids, nervous. The underdog. Me hit X on that. Okay. <laughs> so, I, it's it's still a week or not even a week away. It's five days away, and I'm nervous, and I'm not even playing the game. I, I we made it this far. It's like burn the ships, leave it, leave it all on the field. Let's get this thing done, and let's win our second Super Bowl ever. It things are lining up. We're going to talk a lot about where we see matchups and kind of break down Kansas City their team offense defense where we see we sh- we can attack there's going to be like guess the pre preview of the preview video I guess it's <laughs> talking and stats and analytical stuff here as opposed to showing you which we will do later in the in the week which everyone kind of likes that we do but the big thing is we're in the damn Super Bowl we're we're it's an awkward season you see Tom Brady on a Zoom call with interview with Super Bowl behind his back and it's not the same old everyone's coming together, talking like a million cameras in their face. Uh, Marshawn Lynch with the I'm just here so I don't get fined kind of crap. It, <laughs> it's different. It's, there's been this type of year in 2020. It's carrying over to 2021, but tickets are $12,000 for a nosebleed. I mean, it's crazy. But uh, other than that, it's Super Bowl talk. And this is real Super Bowl talk. And let's, let's, let's get into it. I mean, where do you want to start? Where do you want to, or what are your opinions and feelings towards Buccaneer football in the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just it feels great. I mean, from where we were this time last year to where we are now, it's uh, man, it's been surreal. So, like Tom Brady said, it's been a uh, magical year, um, to to put it lightly. Um, so just see how this team has come together. Um, you can see just the excitement in the press conferences uh, today that we that we saw and. No, it just it feels feels amazing um, to be a fan of this team, and now we're on the big stage. And I just hope everyone, you know, Bucks fans out there, they just bask, you know, just take it all in, just uh, you know, bathe in it and enjoy it. Um, so it's going to be a great game, and yeah, I think you know, let's start with. Uh, I think let's start with our offense versus their defense, and where we see we can take advantage of, you know, the Chiefs' defense overall. Yeah. All right. So let's. As first things first, let's bring up their how do you say? It? Let's bring up their their depth chart. Mm-hmm. So offense in due time, guys. So let's look at their defense. To me, their strengths pass rushing. I mean, you have Frank Clark, nasty, Chris Jones in the middle, nasty. This a guy I can't pronounce his name. Loved him coming out of college. I mean, they they've got pass rushers. Secondary, that they they like to cover back, don't give away the big play, but sometimes they're prone to it because they're not the greatest attack underneath. I saw a lot in the bills game. They just didn't want to get beat deep. The bills scored a lot of points over the season. They did a lot of stuff that we do a lot of overs 
over and over again. I think you guys heard that in our, our film studies a lot. Gronk likes to run them. Chris Godwin likes to run them. We do it a lot. So if they do the same stuff like that, to me, Josh Allen just didn't read enough to throw the underneath. He kept mm-hmm. looking deep. Hopefully Tom Brady is savvy enough, smart enough, veteran enough to hit Lenny, playoff Lenny. I always go backwards. Playoff Lenny, easy. Easy five yards. You don't have to win in one play. That's that's the difference between a young quarterback and a, a veteran game manager, Tom Brady, which I think. I'm mm-hmm. hoping he realizes that, utilizes Gronk this time. Get those short yardage. Don't don't always attack deep play. I know no risk, get no biscuit, but that's what I see in a nutshell. I'll let you like dive a little bit deeper than what I just what I saw. Yeah, no, I think you're right on track. I, you know, the Chiefs defense, they like to play a lot of cl- cover three, cover uh, four at times. They'll they'll do some things where they like to play some press man coverage. They'll even do some, you know, matchup man, you know, where they have some mixed zone in, involved as well. So they throw a lot of different things at you. But again, I, I think you're right that there's going to be a lot of underneath stuff that they will allow. Um, you just gotta, you know, be consistent with it and how you approach and just continue to hit those shots underneath that will be open, take the yards that is there. And then once they have to adjust and you just, you go from there and, and, and take it, um, take your shots and you have the matchups that you want, um, with our physical receivers and our speed at, you know, with Antonio Brown and Scotty Miller, et cetera. But yeah, keep, keep doing the you know, play action, use the screen game, you know, get Gronk involved early with those screens that you like to, that they, they like to throw out there. And um, yeah. And then once they adjust, you keep, you just keep uh, making the changes there and go over the top mix in the running game as well. You know, last time we played this team, you know, Rojo almost had 70 yards, you know, on uh, what was it? Nine carries. So yeah, you know, so you, you have opportunities to run the football. Well, there's a reason why we're down 17 nothing immediately. And that's true. Bruce Arian said, Oh, we got to start throwing the ball because we're down forever. I mean, 17 nothing mm-hmm. may sound like hell in a cell, but it's to be honest, this offense, it isn't that bad. It's not that scary. That's why when we're down that much against the Saints, I was like, well, We can come back. Mm-hmm. But we all know the answer to that one. But that's why we're in the Super Bowl. Let's not talk about the past, but we got to look at the past to see what what we can see in our future, kind of. So now how we should change, how we should make compensations or adjustments to move forward. You can't just keep repeating the same crap and expect different results. So that's why we kind of look back at some of these things. Let's bring up, like you were mentioning, our last prior game. Brady had one hell of a game, but the biggest number you see here, two turnovers. There was two kind of messed up passes. One, Mike Evans on a hot route because they sent a blitz in, ran the wrong route, or ran it incorrectly and miscommunication between he and Tom Brady interception. And then there was the one deep ball to Scotty Miller, which to be honest, it was a one-on-one. It was just a poor, poorly thrown ball, but Tyler Johnson wide open in the middle of the field. That's the biggest thing. But like you were taking a good hot take, I carry 66 yards, 7.3 average. Something we want to look at against their, their defense is what their ability to stop the run. Mm-hmm. Obviously everyone knows we're number one. We're the chiefs. Yeah, they're, they're kind of low. They're at the middle of the pack or below middle of the pack. So that's an area you want to attack. I'll let you kind of touch a little bit more on why we should do that and how it will benefit Tom Brady in that play action game. Yeah, I, I think, again, you don't want to, you know, run it exclusively on first down, but, you know, utilize, you know, the play action game, um, you know, come out throwing, but then mix in that run game to to get the balance that you're looking for. Um, so there's going to be opportunities to run the football, you know, kind of spread them out, see what kind of coverages they're going to play. You know, if they're playing a lot of zone early, then yeah, you know, attack them with the running game and, and see what you can get there. And then once they change their coverage, you can go play action and really attack their linebackers and coverage and, you know, go in front of their safeties. Um, you know, Legereus need is, is a good corner, a rookie corner that's playing really well for them. You also have Juan Thornhill, who's, you know, a good, cover guy as well who can do a lot of different things. So you just got to, you know, see who's out there and be aware of our matchups and make sure we're attacking the right one. I think Scotty Miller is, is one to, you know, target because when you look at their games in the past, they've struggled with speed receivers. Um, we saw him struggle against uh, Henry Ruggs. We saw him struggle against um, mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar, you know, 
So they struggle with speed and you can get them with like some double moves, I think is, is a possibility. So I wouldn't be surprised if Scotty is, um, you know, a heavily target in this game or even Antonio Brown or et cetera, you know. I agree with those counts. And that's another thing. Antonio Brown, everyone in the offense is pretty much healthy besides right. the fact that should, we don't have Alex Kappa playing at right guard. Everyone else is healthy. Should be good. Yep. So in that aspect, we should be able to score points. I mean, if you look at offense and defensive points put up and points defended, they're like neck and neck. It's like they both scored 30 points a game. They both let up maybe 20 points a game. So it is neck and neck, really tight, close. It should be a hell of a Super Bowl, but we're looking at areas of weakness and strength. Things where we should be able to run the ball. Yeah, we may have not ran it efficiently during the season, but it got better as the season went on. And this, I think there was something on Twitter of saying, oh, early down success throwing the ball. But it was like first down and second down. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it can be swayed because I feel like every second down we we throw the ball. Yeah. And then every first down we run the ball. So if, if that's the, you just took 50% of the stats and put it into one, <laughs> one category. What, what is a first down percentage of, of throwing the ball? That's what I want to know. Mm -hmm. It's not high, especially in the first half to me with the Buccaneers, but let's keep going on. Uh, to me, defensively, yes, just attack underneath. I kind of said that. Use your tight ends, which we have been. Breach has been getting a lot of targets. Mm -hmm. Gronkowski had a 100-yard game this against the Chiefs again. Let's take a peek at that, our past game. Gronk had a big game. Godwin, big game. Evans had his usual less, less than yards, but great touchdowns. And then Ronald Jones had that huge catch, that huge um, catch and run. Right. Yep. So yeah, the underneath is there. I mean, mm -hmm. don't force something that's not there. Look at what the good that you did in the past game, past, not past game, mm -hmm. and take it over. I mean, you, you can't just look at all the negative. You have to look at a little bit of both. So, to me, it was very winnable. When we just stopped Mahomes one more time, we probably, with the way our offense was going, can probably come back and win that game. It was yeah, just, Mahomes is, is a disgusting player, I and mean, that's something you can't really attribute to. But uh, before we touch on the offense, any other things you want to touch on on the Chiefs' defense? No, I think you know. Obviously, it's going to be very important to matchups. You, you see, we're you gotta worry well. About. I, I, you know, I think the number one matchup is going to be our offensive line versus our defensive line. Uh, that's something that we have to win up front, you know, especially uh, Frank Clark and, you know, going up against some of their guys, you know, Chris Jones is, is a handful. Um, and then they have uh, Niati and um, a couple other guys that can rush the passer. So you just got to be aware of them and make sure we're max, you know, max protecting um, when we need to and, and understand where their blitzes are coming from. So, you know, make sure we're not off guard there. Make sure we have, you know, honestly, I think if we, yeah, that's going to be a big matchup there, but I think we can, you know, help with double teams, Ryan Jensen, you know, helping him out, but it's going to be important that, you know, we pass the ball out of running formations. I think that's where we're going to have a lot of success. You know, I would like to see that, you know, stay in 12 personnel and really help uh, Tom Brady have the time that he needs to attack the right matchup, whether it be you know, two or three guys going out for a pass, you know, you can find ways to, to find the holes in their zone coverage if you have the protection. And I think that's what is going to be very important. So I think that's a big matchup. Um, and then really it's just about being smart with how you, you know, attack their defense and isolating the right matchup uh, with, you know, our receivers and going after the lesser defender, you know, don't force feed the ball to anyone. And Tom Brady has a knack for being really good at that, not forcing it to anyone. Yeah, spread it around. Absolutely. Uh, so a couple more things on the on the fans' points over here. Jordan Durr in the chat, he said, picking up blitzes and wide receivers getting their head around. I think he's meaning Mike Evans. Right. Quick will be better round two for sure. Absolutely. And he added, no sun in Lenny's eyes this game. Admitted that was a drop reason for screens at, at, at fullback. I'm assuming he said, but – uh. Agree on those points. And then there's other another thing, another story here. Obviously, there's everyone's writing stories since it's the Super Bowl right now, but here we go. Let's bring this up. This is Tom Brady faces familiar kryptonite 
on Chiefs coaching staff in Super Bowl. And they're talking about Steve Spagnolo. He beat them when he was on the Giants years ago. I believe it was about the first win they had against him. And the, this is funny, the story they said, look at it. It doesn't matter whether we stop him from throwing it or not. Let's just make sure we hit him. That's literally characteristic of every defensive coordinator, coordinator against any quarterback. Hit him, get him rattled, make him make a quicker decision. That's everyone. Top Bulls are going to say the same thing. So that's not like it's revolutionary. So, okay, maybe Steve Spagnuolo beat him once. Who beat him the other two times? I think we figured it was Jim Schwartz, and then we didn't know who the heck the other one was when the Giants beat him. But he left to go coach somewhere else after that big win. So to me, I guess I can give some merit. He did beat Brady once in the Super Bowl with the Giants. It was like 17-14, I think the final score was. I'm hoping with the weapons he has right now, we do not only score 14 points. Mm-hmm. Weapons he has and the limited players Spagnolo has to use on defense. Come on. Yeah. I mean, we better score <laughs> bare minimum 30. <laughs> uh, that's just my two cents. But uh, I, I guess uh, some other matchups I wanted to kind of touch on was, yeah, Jones versus Stinney. That's a big one. Who shuts down Mike Evans? I don't know. I don't know if anyone can. But that, like you just said, don't pigeonhole yourself into that. I'm still saying attack the underneath. And then when you have the options, go one-on-one with Mike because I don't think he, anyone on that team can beat him right now. Right. And yeah. then Honk versus Duran Ty- Matthew. Come on. Mm. Yeah. Just- no, I, no, I agree. I, I think that's what you, where you have to go. You have to make their linebackers cover, um, you know, cover, make them cover in space and then attack that matchup. You know, so running backs have to be critical, I think. You got to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. It's going to be very important and, and pick up yards and, and use Cameron Brait, use Gronk, you know, over the middle. And that's where it's, where it's going to be open, you know, do a lot of, do some RPOs. I think it's going to be critical too. you know, run that in there, um, play action. It's it, the middle of the field is going to be open. So that's where we need to attack. And then once we can consistently attack there, then you can open Mike Evans down the sideline and hit your, you know, your fade routes, et cetera. Um, that's going to be critical. Yeah. And guys, give us your opinions, your points, anything we're missing, throw it in the chat. We'll try and address it and everything. Like, but Campbell says Gronk needs a block. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, yeah, this right, range? this right here, you know, that's what we got to do. Have to make their linebacker cover in space. Running back have to be huge. Absolutely. I, I kind of touched that. Yeah. Get that underneath stuff working when they have to compensate for their linebackers, lack of ability to cover underneath. They have to bring in a safety under the box, in the box. All hell will break loose. Mm-hmm. Scotty breaking out. You will see Mike Evans with one-on-ones instead of a, a safety over the top. You will see Chris Godwin with a lot more one-on-ones. It's If you can do that early, get them committed to the run. Get them committed to, oh, crap, they're getting their tight ends involved. Oh, Gronk is manhandling our, our linebacker. Or, or their running backs are just getting these little passes, taking them for eight, nine yards instead of just one or two mm-hmm. shit goes south. <laughs> it was North for us because we're, being yeah. the wall, but go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say G Vegas has a, a good question here. Um, I, I would say he's mainly on the right tackle. So he'd be going up against Tristan worse, but he does flip. He does flip around. So he, he would go from either left or the right. Um, so Donovan Smith and, and Tristan are going to have to be on their game uh, to handle Frank Clark for sure. So, I mean, yeah, they've got good edge rushers, but let's also give credit to Werfs and Donnie who have both stepped up big time in the playoffs and no one's still giving this offensive line any credit. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to say this before the, the game too. Well, well, Tom Brady gets hit the most. Well, he, he also holds the ball the longest too. So maybe that's some fruit, fruit for thought, I guess. <laughs> But I mean, Tom Brady with two weeks of study, he kind of said that in his press conference, the longer he has the, the ability to study his, his wife and kids left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're said, not home. Yeah. Buddy, get, get your head in the game. Yeah. Tom, Tom's got a screen on every room where it's <laughs> game tape and he's just watching it as he walks to the bathroom or wherever he needs to go. Yeah. He's on his phone. He's on his laptop, his surface pro. TV, he's, you know, he's doing all that stuff left and right, especially this new team. Prove it to the rest of the NFL, the, the world. 
Because I'm, I'm, even my wife said today, she goes, oh, did you know the, the supposedly a majority of the U.S. wants the Chiefs to win? Mm. No one wants the Bucks to win. There was like a, a they always show the graph and the colors of yeah they want to win. It was all Chiefs. I don't yeah. even think in, in Florida it was, <laughs> it was pewter or anything. But it's, I can see it because he just wins so much. I don't see how you would want the Chiefs to win two in a row. Maybe Patrick Mahomes just has that look, that cute little oh, innocent, adorable little boy. Let's get him a win. I don't know. But, yeah, it's Tom, Tom Brady hate. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, defensively, anything else? And also, guys, give us a thumbs up in the chat if you, if you like the audio. We're trying to make some upgrades to the audio. A lot of people in the last few videos said that our audio is off. Just give us a thumbs up if it's good, if you guys are enjoying it. If I'm too loud, he's too loud, let us know. I know it's a little late in the game, but <laughs> let us know. And then some other questions before we go over to their offense. Uh, Hardcore Hero said, did Scotty really think he's faster than Tyreek? I guess that's a good transition. Mm. He did say that, but a lot of people are looking at his, what, his pro, pro day? His pro day, he ran like a 4-2-9, didn't he? He ran pretty fast, yeah. It was under, I think it was like 4-3 at the lowest. or Because they're, they're getting some other time. Mm-hmm. On like I think Good Morning Football I think said it. But I'm like he ran faster than that. I think BA time yeah. than that. But yeah, yeah, no, he ran pretty good. So no, it was. Uh, I was I was I liked it. I liked the confidence by Scotty Miller. So that is uh, that's what you want to see. And I hope he can make some big plays in this game coming up. I, I think he is going to be he's going to be our X factor. I believe because of the way he matches up against their defensive backs and really they struggle with speed. And I think that's where we can, you know, find ways to exploit it, you know, and just run him underneath. You don't even have to send him downfield, you know, just run him underneath across and let Tom Brady hit him in space. It's again, the glutton of weapons we have to use and speed and space, they end rounds. You don't have to just have him go a nine route to fly just any way. Imagine him running underneath against these linebackers. Yeah. Scared. Yeah. 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 Ah, but uh yes, a lot of people are saying good audio, sounds good, new mic. It was a new audio interface, actually, guys. So thank you for saying it's working a lot better. I'm very, very happy about that. <laughs> uh Raymond said a four two nine and a four three nine. Raymond, I, I knew it was a four two nine. But uh Raymond's always good with the, the stats and stuff. But I guess let's transition over to what is most scary with them, their offense. Oh, wait, before we even say that, love, JT, 499, he said, love being the underdog on our field will we'll make the victory that much sweeter. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you very much for that. Absolutely, we always love these super chats. It's crazy that we have the, even, the opportunity to get these things and mm-hmm. guys enjoy the content like this. Like We are very much appreciative, but thank you very much, JT. Now, plus, take away how dangerous is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he, he doesn't have his left or right tackle with him. Mm-hmm. So even with that, all the weapons they have, just as much or more than we do, I guess, crank it out. What do you think about this Chiefs offense? Yeah, the Chiefs offense versus the Bucks defense, it's going to be a really interesting matchup to watch, You know, especially how the Bucks defense comes out and how they – uh, present their coverage and how they present their looks, you know, differently from the first matchup where we decided to go cover one. And that was a bad idea to leave, you know, Tyree kill on an Island um, or Carlton Davis, I should say. And, you know, Tyree kind of had his way. So, but yeah, looking at their offense from, you know, a depth chart standpoint and their offensive line. Yeah. I mean, three pretty much missing three starters on the O line, you know, Mike Rimmers goes from right tackle to left. Then you have their starting right guard going to right tackle and Andrew uh, Wiley. And then they have, you know, when, when Newski, you know, coming in to, to fill in at right guard. So, um, oh, and I, I forgot Austin readers are starting center. So Daniel Kig- Kilgore with the news today really is not going to make much of a difference um, as far as impact, but still um, it's an offensive line that I think obviously can be beaten. You know, with the return of Vita Vea, I think that's going to be Heal him. It's going to be awesome to watch to see how much chaos he can 
can cause. And you know, JPP and Shaq Bear are ready. They're ready to do, you know, another six sack or seven sack game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's where it's going to come down to, I think, because really we need to rush with four and then mix, you know, mix in our blitzes occasionally. You know, occasionally we'll bring Devin White up the middle and have him, you know, get get Mahomes off his spot. Um, or maybe do like the corner blitzes that we talked about. Um, you know, that's something that, you know, can definitely work. But it's really going to come down to like just staying disciplined with your coverage. Uh, these guys are going to have to stay in their spots because when Mahomes gets outside of the pocket, that's, the biggest that's when everything goes down and that's when the big plays happen. So we got to find a way to – you know, contain Tyree kill. We're not going to stop him, but we got to find a way to contain him, And then we got to find a way to match up with Travis Kelsey, which is so hard. It's very difficult. So, uh, but yeah, definitely we're going to have to win up front to, to slow them down and have to stop the run. We can't let them run the football. If we do, then it's going to be, whew, <laughs> it's going to be diff- very difficult. All right. So I mean, that's, that's a lot. So let's, let's look at, Let's start at the defensive line versus their offensive line. We we win. We have an edge there. So no, no matter what, to me, we have a massive edge, not only based off of our starting four, but our starting five, as you can say, with our three defensive tackle looks and two edge rushers. It's more the amount of quality guys we can push out there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had their two starting tackles go out, and then they're shifting guys all over the damn place. We have guys that are all healthy, all back, all continuity guys. And then we have Nacho, who's been playing as a starter majority of the season as a backup now. And him and Vita Vea going in and out. Not to mention Will Golson. Not to mention Indomitian Sue. Not to mention JVP and Shaq are just coming off one of the, their best individual games of the year. They're hot right now. They're, they're mm-hmm. ready to get on the field and do it again. They don't want to slow it down. And the fact that they're seeing... There's no tackles there that are big names that it's going to be scary. They're going to be smelling blood, tasting blood and want to get after it. And I, I hope they really do. And I hope they, they charge, the, charge the field. And, but that's the biggest thing. Raymond said, contain Mahomes. We should have, we tried to do a lot against Aaron Rodgers. When we did, we we're very successful. And when he would get outside the pocket, they would design plays for him to get outside the pocket. Guess what? So does Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. They do the exact same thing for Mahomes. Get them outside. Let, have everyone go to one side and have them read the field and have, have them use his rocket arm. That's the scary thing. So it is a must that they must contain them. Mm-hmm. They let them out. They start allowing this play action fake stuff or just the fact that he just rolls out. It's going to be bad. It's going to get ugly. And that doesn't mean someone put like JPP and Shaq, are they going to be worried getting after it? No, I think JPP and Shaq are amazing at containment, mm-hmm. especially when they're trying to do it. <laughs> yeah. So don't blindly just pin your ears back. Do a game plan where all 11 are working in one as one. Mm-hmm. So our front four, I think they've been saying it like every hour on the hour on ESPN. We got all of our sacks against the, the Packers with only a four-man rush. Right. I think they did the exact same thing against the Chiefs uh, in week, when was it? Week 10? Week 12. Week 12? Yeah. Only four-man rushes when we got our sacks. So, I mean, with the guys that we can put out there, I'm very, I think we have an easy win. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just me going on a rant about our defensive line. So, next level. So, looking at their weapons, I mean, you mentioned Kelsey and, and Hill. How do you see against our secondary then? Yeah, I I think, you know, I think our secondary, uh, I would like to see our secondary be aggressive and, you know, at least come up and and try to play them. You know, you want to keep them in front, but I I would try to be aggressive and try to throw throw off the timing, um, especially against Travis Kelsey. Um, You know, we need our defense alignment or linebackers to, you know, chip him when he's coming out, you know, in line or if he's out wide we need to find ways to to press them and disrupt that timing i know it's easier said than done but um you know i'd like to see us come out with that same type of coverage you know cover two press man you know have two safeties over the top to to have that bracket 
And then our linebackers are going to have to be very critical in this game. They're going to have to be smart with their keys um, because they run a lot of RPO stuff. So we have to make sure we know where everyone is and uh, just make sure we're doing our assignments. That's going to be very important. You know, do your job. Um, But yeah, you got to find ways to disrupt that timing. You know, get your hands up if you're a defensive lineman. He's going to throw that ball quick. You know, try to find you know a way to get deflections. So that's going to be very important. Yeah, and hopefully Todd Bowles and this defense learn the most from that first game. You're down 17-0 in the first quarter. You gave up 200 yards to Tyreek Hill alone. Yes, the dude, uh, the Bills didn't learn from it. <laughs> no, It would have. If we see single man with Tyreek Hill, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. I mean, especially with how they played Devontae Adams and the Packers. That's they, how you need to play it. Exactly like that. Yeah. He said, we're not going to get beat by you. We're going to give you anything you want underneath, and then we're going to just swarm to you. Mm-hmm. We're always going to have two guys over you, then we're going to swarm. And Devin White, Levante David, they know how to swarm. So same thing you did in the second half, same thing you did to Devontae Adams, do it this game. And with Winfield coming back again, I'm very more confident in this. Okay, mm-hmm. so And then Jamel Dean, he wasn't in the first game. Now he's in this one. Him one-on-one with, again, Sammy Watkins, that's still a damn good wide receiver. Yeah. Better than Scandis Val, Valdez Scantling. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it is scary, the amount of weapons they do have. But we do match up well. The fact that our defensive line is healthy and their offensive line is lacking, that can help out our secondary. And that if you're going to take away a quick Tariq Hill throw, okay. But then that, that leads me to this, the linebackers. They do a lot of RPOs. You mentioned mm-hmm. Devin White is going to be the culprit or the the guy that they're going to be staring at saying, oh, we're going to look at him. If he's going to rush in, I'm going to throw it right quick, quick slant to Tyreek Hill. So he's going to have to have his A game. He's been stepping up huge so far against the Saints and the Packers. I'm looking at you, Devin White. I'll let you continue to talk about him, but another big, massive thing happened. Furu Kawab, this dude is always in the chat. We love you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, you're always putting up stuff for us. Let's freaking go, gang. We're going to party. Our defense is going to kill it. I, I really, yeah. if they play it the way they should, play it smart, we there, we should have a good hold on what, what's going on in this game. Mm-hmm. But thank you very much for, as always, you're always on it. And thank you. <laughs> uh, the shout, yeah, the shout out from Hawaii. So. That's awesome. Yep. Aloha. (laughs) Yeah. Hope you're enjoying it, man. That's awesome. But thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, being in this chat and, you know, for the support. And as always, yeah, go Bucks. I think the defense, like you said, they're going to be ready. They're going to be ready. Put put where in Hawaii you're from, like Big Island, Maui, Kauai. I just want to know, just just for my my, my knowledge. But plus, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I mean, yeah, I think the defense is going to step up. Obviously, it's going to be different from week 12. I mean, this whole game is going to be completely different from what we saw in week 12. I think um, these two teams are are different um, in how they're playing. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a really good game. So, But I'm excited about the matchups again. It's going to be tough. You know, Like the people in the chat said, they have Miko Hardman, who's another fast guy. They got Sammy Watkins, like you said. Travis Kelsey. Um, so it's going to be tough. And that's why we, we're going to have to find ways to win with our front four. Like uh, like we said earlier, that's going to be very important. Uh, we have to f- just find a way to collapse that pocket and get Mahomes flustered. And hopefully he, he you know tries to fit one in where he can't and we get an interception or something like that uh, to change the game. Because really that's what it's going to come down to, as it always does, is turnovers and making sure we take advantage of the extra possessions that we do get and hopefully don't give them any extra possessions because that will be uh, very tough to overcome. Protect the ball. I mean, that's that's the biggest deciding factor of a football game to me. I, mean, I, I think a lot of coaches would say the same thing. But uh, let's, let's get a couple of things here in the chat before we keep going on. So where's Raymond's point? Here it is. Raymond said, instead of White on the running back, he should spy Mahomes. Hmm. So... I want to talk in depth about this. So I think 
when he does spy the running back, he's also spying Mahomes, though, or spying the quarterback in general. I know it 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 makes you think he, he has to do a little bit more, but I, I don't think it's mainly on White. I think White has to keep responsibility on the running back and then gradually go after Mahomes. It's more the edge rushers containing. Hmm. Like, I don't think White needs to be staring at the quarterback the whole time or he's going to get eaten up. Yeah. I mean, I think Tyreek Hill going behind him in an open hole in the middle of the field because he's looking at Mahomes, Mahomes faking a run. Devin White could jump that. I, don't, I just honestly think that's how Devin White is, especially wanting to make a huge play in the biggest game of his of his life. Mm-hmm. I would say keep doing what's working. Don't don't mess it up. It's working. Don't change it. <laughs> yeah, because uh, if he's if running, he's going after the quarterback either way when he goes after the running back that doesn't go out in the flats. Mm-hmm. But what was your take on that? No, I agree with that. I think you got to, you know, just keep it simple for Devin. Um, you know, let him play the running back. If the running back stays in the block, you know, let him loose and go attack um, and find a way to get Patrick Holmes down. Um, you know, he came out today and said that Levante was going to be on Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, we'll see how that matchup works. If that's what they're going to do, uh, it'll be very interesting. You know, I think Levante would be up for the task, but again, you know, our linebackers, they've shown in the past, they do struggle in coverage. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's going to be tough, man. We just got, we got to win. We got to win up front. That's what it's going to come down to. Like it always does in every game, you know, whoever wins the line of scrimmage usually wins the game. That's what we did up. That's what we did in green Bay. I mean, we pretty much dominated the lines. We were more physical. We were more just, you know, aggressive, and that's what we have to do in this one. Um, you've got to start fast. And I think one person talked about, you know, if we win the coin toss, do we take the ball? Take the ball. You know, our offense needs to come out and score early, get the lead, and then you can go from there. That's always the goal, right? Take the lead early. Mm-hmm. We'll look back. It's 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 going to be a wild one, I think. I, I I know our def- we we see that our defense can win the defensive line or win the line in general. Mm-hmm. Holmes is different. He just is. Uh, you can contain him. But, okay, so the, here's something also. Let's look at last year. A good blue, blueprint. Yes, he won the game. Well, let's take a peek at something really quick. Let's see what this looks like. They had a nine the, win probability at, let's see, 11.57 left in the fourth quarter. The 49ers had a 91.9% chance of winning. You guys see this. I mean, <laughs> and then this happens. 94% chance with eight minutes left. Like th- this is, wow. With seven minutes and 23 seconds left, 95.4% chance of winning. And then because Mahomes is Mahomes. Yeah. Me, I'm thinking if the 49ers had any sort of offense besides running the ball, they win this easy. They're up. 20 to 10 at this point, just, mm. but then again, that's Mahomes' magic. He scores 21 points in the fourth quarter. They win and it looks like it's a blowout 31, 20, the things. And if you think about it, if you look at the game, the big, big throws, the giant Tyreek Hill throw, the one big throw that they had, let me pause this before it goes off again. Like it did in the intro <laughs> giant Tyreek Hill throw. That was on third down where Mahomes is just backpedaling like 15 yards back behind the line. And then the one play where Sammy Watkins beat Richard Sherman on the outside one-on-one. Mm-hmm. That's stuff where Watkins is going to be one-on-one against Dean. You're going to see similar to that as last year. Tyreek Hill, you're going to have to do that over-the-top stuff. You just have to. Limit their explosive plays. You just have to. But another area I want to look at, sacks. Four sacks, 18 yards behind the line of scrimmage. I think our defensive line can do similar to that. We have the edge rushers similar to the 49ers did last year. Our defensive tackles, just similar to them. They traded away their best one. Geniuses. <laughs> San Francisco. But uh, we can do similar things. And then you look at the Raiders game, which they lost. Three sacks again, getting pressure on them, making them run around behind the line, not to the sidelines. Just running backwards, backpedaling, making them throw harder, containing Patrick Mahomes. You got to do it. Mm-hmm. But, expand on it for me yeah no definitely have to yeah get after him but if you look at those stats you you know you saw the running game success for the other team i think that's where you know hitting 
you know, attacking them short and doing a dink and dunk style, but running the football as well, control the time of possession, um, really control the football and keep them off the field. Um, I think that's going to be important as well because we know this Chiefs offense is a fast break offense. I mean, they can score so quickly uh, with their playmakers. So we've got to make sure that our offense is moving the ball consistently, giving our defense enough time to rest, um, and then really coming after Patrick and and making sure we can find a way to you know, force a turnover here or there, that that's going to be, I think the key again, they have so many weapons. We're not going to be able to stop them all. Just like their defense isn't going to be able to stop all our weapons, you know? So there's going to be opportunities on both sides. It's really just going to depend on who makes the less mistakes as always, you know, that's what it comes down to and, and playing smart football, be more physical. That's all I got to say. And I think Vita Vea being in this game is going to really show that. That's going to be the huge difference. I think he's the X factor on defense. Um, you Everyone know, just, in the middle is. Vita yeah. Vea, Devin White and Antoine Winfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, all three of those, like down the line, like the Sap, Brooks, Lynch thing right. back in the day. I mean, it's the middle of our defense is strong and it's fast and it's aggressive and they want to get after it. But, I mean, let's look at it. Let's look at the other coin. So this, I'm assuming, is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Robert Fugardi mm. says, I'm praying for Tampa, but I'm predicting a blowout. Kansas City, 41-17 victory. Man. So, I mean, that to me, I, I don't think that's possible. I, I think we, we can be beat, yes. Obviously, mm. I'm not saying Bucks are unbeatable. We got beat five times during the regular season. <laughs> so we are beatable, absolutely. We, we usually beat ourselves, though. That's the biggest thing. But he also, he's a smart guy, because look what he says here. Andy Reid is going to beat Tampa with a quick passing game. I actually think the Chiefs will dink and dunk them to death for a quarter, and then they will start hitting the deep ball. Hmm. I agree with this point. I've said throughout the season, our weakness is having our outside edge rushers cover in the flats. Hmm. Having like an Anthony Nelson or a JVP cover a running back. It, they just don't do it well but this is the the yin and the yang of it okay if you're you're gonna or not yin and yang, the hot and cold if you're gonna rush that many guys and get that aggressive downhill type of players you've got to give up somewhere and it's the short flats or it's way deep over the top because mm. it's being so aggressive the middle of the field is usually kind of covered by safeties coming in to help i agree with this dink and dunk stuff if the chiefs stay consistent with that it's possible. It won't be a, a highlight 41 touchdown, 41 point game, I don't think, but it'll be a consistent way to find victory. And that's kind of how they, they beat us in the end of the, of the actual first game. They'll dink and then Mahomes moving around. They can do that. Yeah, very much they can win it. But the Bucks going to have to do something to step up. That defensive line's going to have to win. Don't let Mahomes step up. If he's flying back, make that throw that much harder so it's in the air longer so our secondary can get there. So, what is your two cents on Robert Fogarty's 41, 17 prediction. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the game's going to be actually much less scoring. You know, I, I have this game in the high twenties, low thirties. Um, you know, I think that's where it's going to end up being. I think defensively, I think it's, it's the defense is going to play better on both sides than a lot of people are expecting. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. Um, you know, again, it's going to be a good game and, um, as far as that that game plan, I think that is something Andy Reid is going to do. Again, Andy Reid is very tough when he has two weeks to prepare, just like Tom is is tough to beat as well. So that you know that's just going to be the chess match uh, back and forth. It's and you know a big factor with our defense, we're number one in fourth fourth quarter points allowed. That's huge. Um, so you can see how this defense they make changes as the game goes on. And they know how to make adjustments. We saw it in the first game against Kansas City. They made adjustments in the second half, and we almost came back. So, you know, that is going to be a, a key thing to look out for is how Todd Bowles and his defense adjust throughout, you know, the game. Just like Andy Reid and his staff are going to adjust as well. You know, there's going to be a back-and-forth chess match. So it's going to be very important that, you know, we just make the right calls at the right time. Uh, but I like the matchup on both sides. You know, I, I really think this is going to be a great game. Say that one more time. We are number one in the fourth quarter and giving up points loud. We're the best defense. The best defense. We're also we're number one in DVOA. If anybody knows that, um, 
we're number one on both sides, offense and defense. So, um, no, that's just overall. That's like, um, I forget the abbreviation, what it's, what it's defense. Um, uh, I forget what it is, but uh, you know, um, we're just number one. We're number one in though in fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> we're number one fourth quarter points allowed. So, you know, I saw that in a video that actually um, Alex Rollins did just recently. So that's what he said. We're number one and, and it's adjusted value over average. There you go. Yep. We're number one in both categories, offense and defense. So I'll take uh, we're, it. We're doing the right things. Yeah. So, damn, I didn't know we're that good at defense i mean to be honest like that packers game was stressful as hell but mm. somehow that defense kept coming up strong i mean yeah when it, yeah they did uh something you were saying the defenses are probably going to be better but Campbell says vegas is at 56 and a half that's a lot wow yeah i say under two yeah because i i, pre- I actually pre- yeah i predicted the score um on another podcast i was on last week i said 35 28 bucks and, um, you know, I'm actually oh, thinking or that was when the, really, yeah, I said 35, 28 bucks. I think the bucks, you know, win with that score, but I actually looking more into it, I think it's going to be more like a 28, 24 type of game. Um, and I still have the bucks winning, but you know, <laughs> I just think, I think these defenses are going to play better, but then it's going to come down to which offense can make those adjustments. And I, I feel like the bucks are going to make the right the right calls at the right time to take advantage it's i'm telling you guys i'm stressed i'm stressed just talking about it right now i don't know how you guys feel i mean let me know in the chat it's like the more we talk about it don't be stressed enjoy it man it's gonna be I awesome enjoy it but you know how i am I, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm probably gonna throw you around or just shove something or hit something <laughs> or tackle that dummy we have in the backyard i don't know it's to me it's stressful because I see opportunities where we should attack and then it's like, sometimes we don't do it. Mm. And then sometimes uh, we, we, we do random things at times that you shouldn't do it. <laughs> it's like, again, it's like we're beating ourselves just leaving opportunities on the, on the field. Mm. But uh, yeah, just don't turn over the ball. I think we are strong enough to be there and hell, I hope, I hope it doesn't come to this, but it would bring Tampa Bay all together if the kicker ended up winning it for us. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> right? Full circle right there. Yeah. Uh, was... A lot of people kind of joining in saying I would play man and double Hill kind of people saying now about the defense. We talked about the defense really early and it was a lot of, yeah, let's play some cover two man over top. Do not let Hill beat you at all. And if you're the other safety is covering someone, have it be Travis Kelsey, have anyone else besides Hill, or Kelsey beat you. I would say it's anyone else besides Hill. Don't make mm-hmm. it complicated. If Levante and, if, and a safety or can come down and help out with Travis Kelsey, even though he's a freak of nature. Yeah. Anyone but Hill. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's keep going on. Uh, let's see some of the <laughs> G Vegas said, I'm stressed, excited too for this game too. I, maybe it is a little bit of both. Maybe it's, it's just the fact that the Bucks are in the Super Bowl. I can't believe it. It's here. Like it's almost a whirlwind. It's too many good things happening in a row. Mm-hmm. Had, <laughs> this January has been insane. I mean, yeah. Some, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just, um, it's something we haven't dealt with yet as Bucks fans because, you know, last time the Bucks were in the Super Bowl, we were in, you know, middle school. You know, we were, we didn't really have stress or anything like outside life. You know, it was, uh, it's like, oh yeah, this is fun. Let's enjoy it. You know, me going down the sidewalk with a Bucks flag, running down, running down with that, and you know, cheering it on while we're waiting for the bus to pick us up. So, yeah, it's uh, and now you know, covering this team, you know, with our podcast and you know our YouTube channel and how we look at this team differently from just off season through you know the season. It's basically a year round thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it adds a little bit more stress because you want to see the Bucks win because if the Bucks win, that means good things for our channel, but also good things for the entire community of Tampa, and they really deserve this. Absolutely. Yeah. The whole community. I mean, it's crazy how many little pop-up Buccaneers uh, memorabilia shops have been co- mm-hmm. <laughs> out of the, like, the woodworks. It's Everyone's wearing a Brady or 
Devin White or, or just some Bucks jersey or shirt or it's yeah. insane. This is the stuff we've always wanted to have be a football city. And now just because of Tom Brady with one damn year. Yeah. We're already like another thing, like when we're way back when we knew we had the chance and possibility to always be there. Our defense was good enough. We're making mm-hmm. the playoffs almost every year. We're like, we're just so close. This came out of nowhere. We went from a seven and nine to now 11 and five. We're in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, not, not just make the playoffs. We're, we're going all the way. Mm-hmm. And we have a chance to literally beat the best team AFC all year. And I still think we have a good chance of doing it. Yeah, uh, you're right. And, and I think it's a huge game for the Bucks. you know, looking at it from a standpoint that they need to win this game. Like, because just from a, you know, national standpoint, uh, a respect factor, you know, because a lot of the national media still look down on this team. They don't really, um, you know, we're still the yucks in a lot of people's minds because of how much we've lost in the past. And, you know, getting another Super Bowl to to add to the one back in 2002, I think would be critical and it'd be awesome. I mean, and again, you're making history and I think that adds extra incentive for all our players and coaching staff because not only are you hosting the Super Bowl, but now you have a chance to make history by winning it in your stadium and you can just party all night long right there because you're already at home, you know, so you don't have to you don't have to travel anywhere. You know, fans are, are there. They can party all night. You know, it's, you know, now's the time. And I think this team knows that. And, you know, just seeing JPP and his excitement, I think he understands who he's going up against. And I, I think he knows he's going to eat same thing with Shaq Barrett. Um, you know, Shaq talked about how Von Miller, you know, told him back when he was with the Broncos that, you know, hell, we need five sacks this game you know, to beat Cam Newton and the Panthers. And then they did it. They started off fast and they got those turnovers. That's where I can see this happening in this game. I think it's another thing. I I, I can taste it. Mm-hmm. Another thing. It's like, it's right there. Just grab it, take it. It's yours. <laughs> it's like yeah. uh Brad Pitt and Troy mm. right there beyond your beach. <laughs> <laughs> take it. It's yours, but like, it's, uh, it is right there, guys. I thing is, I'm not even say the what ifs and stuff. I, I just want us to go out there, ball, take advantage of the areas we can do. We mentioned a lot of it. Offensive line, we need to do, dominate their offensive line. Shaq and JVP need to just win. And once they start adding people to the edge and stop helping in the middle, Vita Vea and Dominican Sue, William Golson will destroy anything that's in the middle of that offensive line. Nice one on one. If you make any one of those three one on one, they're going to destroy you. If you keep trying to help out the edge, you don't look at Vita Vea in the middle. Good luck. Mahomes yeah. may leave this game early if you do that. Mm-hmm. Good luck. And maybe 47 30, 17 the other way if that happens. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Chad Henney wouldn't be able to do well against our defense, but it's mm-hmm. just neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, this is actually something good point here. I think Whitehead is the only real worry of not playing. And if he does the way he plays, he might not last long. Dude can hit, I guess. Yeah. What, I, mean, I agree with that point, but you go ahead. I've been talking too much. Oh, no, you're fine. I mean, I, I think Whitehead, um, I think obviously he's dealing with a labrum injury. So that's really tough to play with. Um, you know, Bruce Arians said today that he's a little further off. Um, you know, as far as telling if he can go this week, uh, I agree with everything else that the you know the fans are saying. I think everyone else is going to go. You know, Winfield's going to play, Antonio Brown's going to play, um, so all those guys will be back. But yeah, Whitehead, um, he'll be. I think yeah, definitely a game time decision. If he can't go, I'm confident in Mike Edwards, and I think with Winfield and Edwards, I think that's actually a really good tandem because they can play off each other. I think Winfield can be that guy in the box because he's such a sure tackler. And then, you know, Edwards can be that ball hawk back there in the deep zones where he plays best and reading the, you know, the passes. I, I, I like it, but jo- Jordan Whitehead in the box is insane. He is. He's an extra linebacker back there. And, and I, I, I talked this over with my PT friends at work. And I, I said the same thing. I was like, it's one game. 
It's most likely a torn labrum. I don't know if they've come out with it or not. But the way he hits, I go, it doesn't matter. It's going to hurt like hell. <laughs> it, You get surgery after. It doesn't matter. I think he honestly plays. He says, just shoot me up, coach. Mm-hmm. Shoot me up, Doc. Let me get out there. It's going to hurt like hell. I mean, it's be honest, but it's one game, one final game to put your name and say you're a Super Bowl champion. And I think, I think he will. I think, honestly, he will play. They'll mm-hmm. probably put some giant harness on him and shoot him up. But right. when he plays, he'll probably have a rotation. Yeah. yeah. But the way he plays, he's going to do one giant hit and he will go out early. <laughs> <laughs> but it's any bit of Jordan Whitehead, I'll take. Because either way, we're going to have a whole Edwards I like, but it's not as much as Whitehead right now. Mm. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, let's see. JPP, Shaq, and D.Y. and Villa Vea combined for 7.5 sacks. John D. Riley, I hope that is the truth. That's, yeah, that's what's going to, I mean, it's going to take something like that. Got to get at least five, and hopefully you get some forced fumbles, you know, strip sacks like we did in the last game. That That's going to be important. Oh, this is great. G Vegas. Vita is going to introduce himself so much to Mahomes, a lot, <laughs> a lot that Vita Vea will be the new spokesperson for head and shoulders commercials. That is very much possible. That's Let's be awesome. honest. That is very much possible. If he gets a sack to maybe a, a choke slam of a running back, hell, if they throw him a touchdown pass and a goal line stance, he, he could be it. <laughs> head and shoulders. He's got the hair for it and the smile. Just don't make him talk too much because he, he don't like talking in the interviews. <laughs> oh, but, oh, here's another one. G Vegas. SMB. Does he get number four? Oh, man. Talk about history. That would be that would be something amazing, especially if he gets number four and it's a pick six. Like, whew. I mean, that <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. Um, he's gonna have opportunities because SMB is gonna be manned up a lot. You know, he'll probably be manned up. Maybe he mans up against Sammy Watkins, or you have Jamel Dean on Watkins, and then you have you know SMB on um, Hardman, or maybe they do this and they put SMB on Travis Kelsey. But you know, we'll have to just see how they play it out. But yeah, I mean, if he can get number four, that would be that'd be awesome to see. It'd be insane. I mean, that's another awesome statistic. I mean, mm-hmm. has there other been another corner that's gotten four interceptions in a row? Game like that? Not not on the top of my head. Um, fans, help us out if you can look that up and see. That's another thing. Credit to him, his film study, his attention to detail, and putting it to all the Buccaneer fans that mm-hmm. kind of wrote him off earlier in the season. Like so so quick, so quick, guys. Uh, let's let's get a couple more and then let's head on out because I got to go change some diapers. <laughs> uh, but let's see, how many trick plays do you think the Chiefs try on us? And do you think we're prepared for it? Hardcore hero. That's a great question. And yeah, that's definitely something you have to look out for. And I think you'll have to look out for that on both sides. You know, I think trick plays are going to be definitely something that we're going to have to be prepared for. So I hope so. Um, Again, it's just sometimes the other team just beats you with those trick plays, but hopefully that doesn't happen to us. And hopefully the Bucks can get the Chiefs, you know, off guard with a trick play of their own. That that is some area that scares me though. I mean, yeah, this here's another one. Christopher Britt brought it up. We gotta watch out for the shovel pass to Kelsey in the red zone. Yeah. It's uh, some of their they got a lot of entertaining, fun, like just very this out of the out of the norm plays. Like mm-hmm. the end around to uh McCole Hardman, the last game against the Bills, amazing, amazing play. Like he just mentioned, Christopher Britt said, they, the shovel pass to Kelsey. There's three options on that play. There's a quick throw to the left. There's a, a play action to the right. And if all those aren't there, whoops. Right <laughs> Kelsey, and he's like a fullback running it in. It's yeah. insane. It's in, in the goal line situation, I don't know if you can stop that. It's very hard. I mean, yeah, it is. And to, to be honest, like Carlton Davis stopped the Devontae Adams little back and forth thing. They even try to trick him with that when they, they try to do the same thing, but then he faked it. Mm. David said, well, but there's so many different things that they can do. It's hard. I would say just don't give up a 50-yard play. Give up the 10. 
give up the 15 and then play because they're not going to do trick plays every play. Let's be honest. Hmm. Win consistently, that's the that's who's going to win the game. Who's going to win the line consistently? Who's going to knock down the ball consistently? I think it just it matters who wins up front. G Vegas, Mark, wait till you get to the potty training. I uh, I've done it with a girl. I can only imagine with a with a boy. Uh, let's get let's get one more and then we'll we'll head on out. But guys, be prepared for our film study later in the week. It's it's going to be real nice, real in depth. Uh, let's see which one's a good one. Mm. If we play bully ball, run, 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 and own the middle with passes, we good. Clack White, that's a new name in the chat. I like seeing you. I mean, this is something we've kind of said. I mean, bully ball, win the lines, and we should come up on top. I mean, hopefully that plays into what Plus says. Get, get the score a little bit lower. Just control clock. Get it out of the hands of Patrick Mahomes. But what's your yeah. take? No, I agree. And uh, guys, uh, with that said, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we had over, I think, 40 people. So that's awesome. And we appreciate all the super chats um, and, you know, just all the comments, et cetera. The support, it's been awesome. Um, like Mark said, we're going to have a in-depth uh, film study coming out later this week. So just look for that. And until the next one, as always, go Bucks. Everyone have a great week. And can't wait for Sunday. Let's do this.